Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. The housekeeping before we get started to introduce our guest. Uh, we have partners and sponsors, lots of sponsors, and we love our sponsors, the Jane app, the Smart Chiropractor. By the way, check out the Smart Chiropractors podcast. They're doing like hundreds of interviews uh, all at once. So I was probably in the in the the meat grinder of interviews that they were doing one day, but I'm also going to be featured in the Smart Chiropractor as a guest on their podcast. They have some great uh, guests for their podcast. So check out Smart Chiropractor, China Gel, the T Tool, ChiroUp.com, which just celebrated their eighth year anniversary. Congratulations to them as a business and as a service provider for our industry. Drop Release, the Chiropractic Success Academy, Inreach Health with their Conquer Cleaner, which wipes away certain. Uh, viruses that are coronal in nature that you've heard about recently or probably haven't. Uh, Gestalt Education, Hyperice, and our partners, we support the Carl Research Fellows. This is a chiropractic academy of research leadership. They produce the researchers and leaders for tomorrow. And World Spine Care that has missions throughout the world to uh, deliver spine-based care, evidence-based spine care to uh, underserved countries, Botswana, uh, man, I'm trying to think of all the countries they're in. Haiti is one, I believe. But really, if you want to check out their mission, just go to worldspinecare.org and check them out. We are going to be doing a virtual summit to benefit them. All proceeds going to World Spine Care, and that's coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. Our guest today is a pro. She's gonna she's gonna really deliver what you need to. We're gonna we're gonna have a couple minutes to make a huge change in your life. No no short mission here. Uh, and this is Alea Harris. She is the founder and CEO of Flourish Marketing. And this is an agency dedicated to helping empire building entrepreneurs. I'm going to have to ask you what an empire building entrepreneur is. And executive teams differentiate themselves through radically authentic message strategy and copywriting. She believes that every leader has the potential to transform into a legend. So I'm excited about this talk. She uses her proprietary flourishing empire framework to help her clients and audience get real, get clear, and get connected so they can stand out from the crowd and stand in a league of their own. And Alea, this is so important to me. As I mentioned, that Smart Chiropractor podcast, one of the things we talked about in that podcast was sort of the fact that a lot of the chiropractors I know are really nice people. They're really honest people. They really, really desire that people just like them. You know what I mean? Like they just want yep. people to like them, accept their care, accept their expertise, not give them any hard time. And in my opinion, that's why so many of them suck because they don't distinguish themselves. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's probably very true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you see that up and down in your world, uh, people that are really, really good and they're good hearted and they're just sort of they don't stand out in a crowd in any way, so they don't distinguish themselves. Yes, and and being nice is wonderful. I mean, you get yeah. into being a chiropractor because you want to care for 
people. But that only goes so far if you don't have anybody to care for because <laughs> nobody understands why they should work with you. Yeah. Right. So it's a little bit of a balance because they're, you know, how do you choose a chiropractor? Oh, if you, especially if you're a personal injury client, you're like, well, my lawyer told me to go to you. Right. Um, right. Or you're the closest one to my house. <laughs> there's <laughs> more to it than that. I'm, I get chiropractic care at least once a week. I'm a big fan, big fan. My hips are also big fans of <laughs> chiropractic care, but I've, I've seen several and you guys, I think need to realize how vastly different you are. I often think that chiropractors sell themselves short because they focus on the methodology that they use and like, oh, we all use the same thing. So we're really similar, or we, they focus on the types of clients that they serve and like, oh, well, I serve mostly personal injury and that's my, my thing. And then we're just going to fit into that basket when in reality, your personality, your standard of care, your follow through, how you keep records, how you book appointments. Are you digital or are you using that old school appointment book? All of those elements factor into the overall experience of coming into your practice. The most important part, however, is your why and articulating your why to the people that walk into your door. Because anybody can crack a back right? Yeah. Some better than others. You're going to put the bones. We'll be back in place. Hopefully by the time that person is done with you, but how your approach to it makes people feel a certain way. Some people are like, let me get into the wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I just sure. want to be done. And that's a great niche to be in. Other people want to feel a sense of belonging and home and almost community aspect. Can you bring that to your chiropractic practice? The more that you dive into why am I doing this in the first place, that will help you differentiate your practice and begin to attract people that you actually want to work with. Now, can I guarantee that everyone that walks in through your doors is going to be your most favorite client ever? No, I cannot guarantee that. However, the more you hone in on a certain message and you niche down into this is who I am and how I serve and why I serve, the more you'll be able to start to cultivate a client base that is unique to your spe uh, specialty skill set and personality. Yeah, I think the distinction is. And the reason why in this conversation I'm interested in in talking with you about this is the distinction between sort of surviving and being successful. You can survive and be successful and being like outstanding. Yes. Like dis distinctively outstanding, which that is that's sort of like your resume. That's that's where you come into play. And I think a lot of chiropractors are commodities. Like you said, if somebody wants to use them, they'll look up the listing online they'll see whoever's got takes their insurance whoever yep. whoever's office is closest to them and then they might go to google and check out a couple reviews to make sure you're not a weirdo and then that's <laughs> it and then that's how everything is sort of chosen or an attorney makes a referral and you're just sort of a commodity mm -hmm. i i think that's fine like there's no there's nothing wrong with that right like there are plenty of people that live lives and their career, how they work is not their whole life. You know, their family is bigger, their charities are bigger, 
maybe they've got a side hustle that they're or music or some art that they're really into in the in the chiropractic is just the thing that gets them by but other people really want to be distinctly uh they want to stand out and they want to just be the kings and queens of this profession of of their communities of and that's where i want to make the distinction in this podcast like how do they get there and yes we start with why first but then what and i know the answer and i know that you know the answer i just want to hear you say it because they don't want to listen to me saying it over and over again but there are a lot of people that don't want to listen to me say it, even if they're listening to this podcast Clearly they want to listen to you because they're tuned into your podcast so I they facilitate great people like you so you say it and i i chose you as a guest because i knew you would say it we've already chosen why like you got to start with why and you're a really purpose-driven why but then what after that so for me, I have a three-step process that I take my, my clients through that anybody uh, can go through with enough gumption. Um, first, you need to get real, then you need to get clear, and then you need to get connected. Let's, let's break this down, That's shall we? Easy. Yeah, we can do this. We can do this. So step one of getting real is helping you to be radically authentic. In today's day and age, people have an abundance of choice. It's almost debilitating. I remember when I was choosing my first chiropractor, I went and there was pages and pages and pages of people all within maybe like pages. a 20 mile radius. I live in LA. People <laughs> yeah. apparently, chiropractors are a thing here. Yeah, there are quite uh, a few schools there. So the chiropractors usually don't stray too far away from the colleges. Yeah, that makes sense. And there's one on on uh, the 101 in Ventura. There was a college there for a long time. Well, that now I know why. I was like, why are there so many? I'm, I'm grateful, <laughs> but there's a lot. Um, and I, I, it was oh so overwhelming. And truthfully, I did exactly what you said, Bobby. I was like, well, who's the closest? I don't know the difference. You're dealing with an uneducated um, client base, and with most likely quite a bit of competition. And even if you don't have a competition, I want you to ask yourself, do you really want to be the chiropractor that people just go to because they have no other option? They dread coming. Yeah. Mm, I don't um, think so. Might as well be a physical therapist at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> well, physical therapists have told me that, by the way, like the, they, ch people choose chiropractors. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they actually choose to come to us. But physical therapy, like patients get sent to the physical therapist's office by a medical doctor. Like they don't want to be there. They don't right? want to be there. They don't want to be there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I, they still get a great service overall. Physical therapy is great, but the most of the people they see don't actually want to be there. Right. And for me, I'm like, I'm never, yeah, you're right. I'm never like, you know what I want to do today? Go to the physical therapist's office. <laughs> but I have a chiropractor appointment tomorrow at 9 a.m. And you better bet your buttons. I'm excited about it because my hips are off again. <laughs> so once you realize the landscape that you're working within and you're trying to get radically authentic, you have to do something that for some might feel a little bit contrary, as opposed to looking outside at all your competition or outside at what your clients are looking for and needing, you need to go inside of yourself. The way that I do it with my clients is I like to even use your body as your guide. And as chiropractors, you deal with bodies all the time. Now let's deal with your body. When's the last time you paid attention to that? When you feel 
something and you have a reaction to it, good or bad, you feel it first in your body. So if I were going to tell you and you heard the sentence, I have in clients and I can only see them for five minutes each and I have 50 clients a day, how does that feel? A lot of chiropractors will go, oh my God, I'm stressed. Some will go, oh yeah, bring it on. Where does that feel in your body? Does your heart constrict? Does it expand? That how, and, and starting to ask yourself that those types of questions will give you a guideline as to what type of chiropractor you really want to be. And it could be very different than the one that you currently are. The other thing that I want you to do is to clear out past trauma. What does that mean? I'm going to give you an example. I um, come from a single mom. My parents divorced when I was four. My dad was around, but almost like I wish he wasn't around because he was around just enough to give me daddy issues as opposed to just being gone, right? (laughs) (laughs) And what I realized was uh, because of my relationship with him growing up, I had a deep sense of unworthiness. So what happened? I went into um, business for myself. This is the second business that I've owned. And I priced my signature service at $600. Everyone else is pricing it at about $10,000. I didn't think that I was worth that. Didn't matter that I had been a marketer running multi-million dollar budgets and campaigns for over a decade. My question was, is anybody going to pay me to do it? Because I didn't feel worthy of it. Once I started healing and he's a healing is a lifelong journey here. People sure. don't, don't think, don't look at me like, Oh, she has the magic bullet answer. Now I just <laughs> been doing the work for a little while. I started healing. And then I was like, you know what? I am worth this. And so now it's not 10,000, but my, our signature service is 7,500. How do you go from 600 to 7,500? It's not just because you change the numbers on your website, because you have to actually believe that that is what your service is worth. You have to excavate some of that trauma, go to therapy, do some energy work, clear your chakras, go and see a Reiki energy healer, do some journaling, focus on meditation, recalibrate your internal um, experience so that you really know how you want to show up on the outside. That's how you become radically authentic. I would also encourage you, especially if you're stressed out about what you're your practice will look like in the future to recall some of your energy from the future and put it into the present. A great way to do that is through gratitude for what's right in front of your face right now. A lot of people have a gratitude journal practice and they do it at the beginning of the day or at the end of the night and they think about their day. I want you to sit down right now in this moment. What are you grateful for? Are you grateful for the ears to hear my voice? Are you grateful for the device that you could pay for to listen to this podcast on? Are you grateful that you have a roof over your head and that your internet is working? All of those things call you into where you are right now and help you understand how to navigate your intention in the future with your current present tools in this moment. This is really great, especially if you are, like Bobby was saying, a chiropractor who has big goals and big dreams. They almost seem bigger than you, larger than life, and you want them right now. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) That is me. Not for my, I don't have a chiropractor practice, but I was just getting off of a call before this one. And the, the topic was about desire. And I said, well, my desire is to be like Oprah Big. The problem that gets in the way of me getting that desire is that I want to be Oprah big yesterday Yeah, and I'm not respecting the journey. 
because yeah. I'm thinking too much in the future and not recalling my energy into the present on the journey to get there. Right. No, it's totally true. We have a we we are plagued with that in our profession as well. There are people that want the huge practice yesterday uh, without the work. They want, you know, they've only been in practice for a year. They like the, the ink hasn't even dried on their license. And they they figure out what, they can't figure out why they don't have a full office yet. And it's like it takes time to build that distinction in your community, particularly if you are one of these commodities. If you are a commodity practitioner, it takes a lot of time for people to come in, look around your office, like you are good. Like right. to, to stand like, oh, you are really good. I'm coming back right. or I'm going to tell other people. Now, I, I think it goes in scales. Like people can get there faster in their business with these, with the work you're talking about. And and I don't care if it's your, your star sign or your chakras or you got to burn sage. Like I'm not, you know, I might laugh at some of that stuff. Like, oh, that's not me. But I might use, like, I might go inside by going fishing or going mm -hmm. hiking. Or, you know, like everyone's got to have, that's a, that's a technology. So in the late 1800s, early 1900s, how you treated your mind and how you address that science of within, that was considered, considered technology then. And all these things are a different version of technology you've got to sort of incorporate, right? And I'm just saying people aren't really going there. Now, early chiropractors, they were weirdos, right? They were kind of, yeah. they were like, they were odd. Yeah. That was their distinction. It's like, we are not the mainstream medical doctor, which is going to like give you a pill and kill you. That was their talking point. They're like, we're natural. And, and that distinguished them. Now, they still exist. The weirdos still exist. And they still, they get to walk that uh, distinguished line, I guess you would call it. But then there's a lot of chiropractors like me and, and my tribe of folks that are, we're evidence-based. We want to go by what the facts say. We're more conservative. We want to be integrated with the medical community and respected by other providers and physicians and, and collaborate with everyone and everyone gets along and it's like kumbaya. But in that you get lost, right? You get yes. lost in the fog and anyone, it, 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 sometimes it turns into a crabs in a bucket scenario where we will have one chiropractor like us, like our tribe that starts to re starts to press the limits of like marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they get on TikTok or you know, they start like getting a little bit crazy, a little edgy. Maybe they wear some yees and they're like, they're like yeah. everybody loses stuff. their minds. Like and, what and are people, they doing? The crabs in the bucket start saying, you can't do that. You have to be conservative and quiet like us and respectful. And they yeah, get no. really upset when that person like all of really the rest speeds of up. They really speed up their uh, success rate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my aside to what you're doing, but you're on your thing. So I don't want to stop you. From no, this is, this is our thing, first of all. <laughs> we're, we're on this thing together. And I think that that is very astute. One of the things that I admire about some of my favorite people is that they can stand in who they are no matter where they are or who they are around. So being conservative is great, but is that really who you are? If it's not who you are, yeah. Right. And then if you are, if that is who you are, is it serving you? And are you really truly expressing that because it's from the inside out or it's because what you've seen around you? There is nothing wrong with being like, I am not burning sage. I didn't tell you that you <laughs> needed to go out and burn sage and that was end all be all. All of these are just modalities, like Bobby was saying, to get into 
yourself. Yeah. Now, what I will caution you of is saying, oh, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. That's woo. That's whatever. And it's really just an excuse because you don't want to do the work regardless of what I told you. If I had popped out with just go fishing, you're like, I don't like fish. Yes. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> because you are just resistant to the, the work, work. Yep. Yeah. because it's harder. It's much harder to sit with yourself quietly and figure out who you are rather than Googling how to market as a chiropractor. Yeah. Right. Who am I versus what am I supposed to do? The doing parts, I mean, besides the actual action is pretty easy, but I mean, we've had this Facebook group of 10,000 people in it for eight years. Yeah. And everyone's asking for advice and they don't do shit of the advice. They just ask for the advice. Exactly. And then they pat themselves on the back saying, I did it today. I, I got the advice I need, but then they don't actually. But then do they it. don't action it. Yeah. And it can be so simple, as simple as changing your routine 1%, right? Yeah. If you, you know, don't regularly say thank you in, in a day for, for yourself and really just say thank you once today, right? Yeah. Maybe try twice tomorrow. Just up level yourself by 1%. And you might be surprised as the habits you create. And then you start looking around and seeing how things are changing, how your practice is changing, how it's growing, how you're attracting what you want to attract, how your, your speed increases. Don't overwhelm yourself. It's already overwhelming being a chiropractor and seeing all the people that you need to see. Yes. And dealing with all of their mess. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Every client. Is all of them. <laughs> Every client. So I want you to take a step back. And after you get real, then you need to get clear. Um, and getting clear on your message and who you are in a way that you can translate it to other people. It's interesting because if you ever drive by a lot of chiropractors' offices, all they really say is like Burbank chiropractor. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's not helpful. Not saying to change your name, right? But maybe underneath that, right? Right. The, the place where your heart and your bones feel at home. Something like that. Like, tell me why I'm damn girl. There. What have it? What? <laughs> that just came out. <laughs> this is what I do. Bobby. This is what I do. <laughs> because then that is your differentiator. Then at a place like that, I would expect to walk in and just feel loved. Maybe there's, it's not a clinical environment, right? It's something where maybe you have a throw pillow in the waiting room or two, right? right. You, um, you're, you train your staff on the proper way on methodically how to greet people. If you think about the best customer service and that is your thing, think about like Disneyland or some, some of the places that you go, your favorite department store, like Nordstrom used to be like this, where you would go in and you'd be like, wow, everybody's so nice. Or I'm in California. So we have In-N-Out. I don't know where In-N-Out sources its employees from, but I think they have a time machine. They go back to the 1950s <laughs> and they get these young kids that are just all like happy and clean cut and courteous. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Right. It's not, I mean, they don't, I don't think they have a time machine, but what they do is that they focus on that because that is their thing. Simple menu. It's really one thing that you just keep adding meat and cheese until your gallbladder says, no, it's enough. That's right. And it's a process that they put in place to make sure that they can lean into good food, good customer service that's consistent across. So how can you apply that to your business? Again, it does not have to be complicated. Just pick your thing. After you got radically authentic and you realize, you know what? 
this clinical environment is for the birds. I want people to feel happy. Then try that. And you'd be like, ah, that's, <clears throat> that's not how chiropractic is done. <laughs> well, I invite you to think about other practices that do this and do it well. There's one medical, there's forward. Um, yeah. There's, I can't think of it right now, but there's a gynecology practice. It's Frida or Tina, or it's a, a woman's name. Um, and it's just like forward, but just for gynecology. Oh, they are raking me. it in people. You're not going to catch me knowing the answer to that question. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby. I know if anybody should have known it on the call, it should have been me, but I just came across them like yesterday or the day before. And they like have candles and you look like you're walking into your friend's house and they have yeah. a couch and they tuned into who they wanted to be and what their clients wanted to see and have. And they provided that. I hate to break it to you, but no one is like, you know what I want to do? I want to sit in a sterile waiting room today and listen to Muzak. Yes, right. right. <laughs> pull one of your brochures off the wall and read that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> dust the, the dust off of the magazine that's been there th since 2015 and sit here in my anxiety because I hear people screaming from the back as they're getting their backs cracked. Like none of that is what I want to do. I go because it makes me feel better. But if I went and I could share the experience with somebody and you clearly articulated who you are, the problem you solve and how you solve it more uniquely than someone else, man, you've got me. Yeah. And that right? is everything. No, you, that's everything. I will interject here that you can be patient experience focused and clinical at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, like Absolutely. my mentor, Stu McGill, uh, he, he would, he's a professor, so he's not a chiropractor or PT or a doctor. He's a, he's a researcher, but he, he will have wonderful couches in his waiting area. It's like a living room, fireplaces running, different pillows, but he thinks of that clinically. Let's see which pillow the patient decides to use on, as they sit down to rest their back. Let's see how they sit down. Let's see how they get out of the chair. Do they pick a really hard chair or a soft chair? So it can be clinical if you're observational, but really the patient experience is exactly what you're talking about. It's about how they feel and setting the mood. I mean, sometimes you will have to be clinical when they do get into the back room, but why not have them feel comfortable, relaxed and safe and feel like they're cared about before you go back there and start twisting them up and cracking them. And <laughs> Right. And think about it this way. Is it easier to adjust someone whose muscles are tense and they're filled with anxiety or someone whose muscles are relaxed and they feel comfortable oh, sure. and safe. Yeah, absolutely. And the outcomes are better when they are relaxed and safe. Because exactly. really, in reality, pain from a neurological basis is, is really the sensation or the alert sim signal from your brain that you're in danger somehow. Like when, right. your hip, when your hips don't feel right, it's just your brain telling you, do something about it because I don't feel like this is right. Right. And if you get into a clinical situation where you don't feel right about the doctor working on you, and I'm sure you've probably had a chiropractor or two like that, or other physicians where you're like, I just, I don't like this. They're saying all the right things. They brush their teeth. They've got a right. license on the wall. They, they, they have all the qualifications of the other ones. They just don't have either like the bedside manner. The place doesn't feel right. I'm rushed. They're not listening to me. And whatever they do, which is the same thing that someone who is paying attention would do, it doesn't have the same outcome because Absolutely. you don't feel safe. Absolutely. You don't feel comfortable. 
And you you think of, I mean, the whole goal of this is to make people feel better, right? Yeah. So if you come from the approach of, I'm really good at what I do. I know how to adjust people, check. But how can I optimize that experience to make people feel even better by the time they are leaving my office? It could come down to throw pillows and couches. It could come down to your your booking system. It could come down to your staff training. It could come down to you offering auxiliary services that are complementary to your, your chiropractic offerings because you now are using chiropractic and uh, acupuncture together because that's you know where your heart is led and you're wanting to go in a certain, whatever it is, it needs to be serving your highest purpose, which is going back to what I said originally, what is your why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? So you, you got real with yourself. You got clear on how to communicate your radically authentic story to your clients. Now you have to actually communicate it. Kind of like what you were saying, Bobby, it's great when you ask for the advice, but if you don't actually do anything about it, you just have great advice sitting in your in your desktop, right? Yeah. So now we get into the story brand process, right? Yes. Now you get into the story brand process. The story brand process actually comes in in step two when you're getting clear because story brand, for those of you who don't know, are about, it it, it comes from a book that is called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And it uh, actually is based off of a really old book called A Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. And Joseph Campbell codified the hero's journey from by doing research across time, across countries, across ethnicities, and realized that we all like the power of story. And we all actually use pretty much the same story framework, not only when we tell stories and how we understand life, but actually how we live our lives follows a very similar framework. And then Donald Miller took that framework and put it into the frame, into the context of marketing and business so that we could use the mental capacity that we have to understand and process story when we're trying to sell to someone and have them make a purchase from us. So the hero's journey and the story brand framework really follow, you have a hero who, spoiler alert, is not you. It's your client. You're not hero of the story. I know. Son if I of a website bitch. that's talking about <laughs> yes. oh, well, we do this and we do that. No if you cares. if your website is we 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 I I I I automatically you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I can I can just tell you already. Automatically you're doing it wrong. So the hero of your story is your client, and they're starting off in this great ordinary world. Everything's hunky-dory for the most part, right? And then something happens. They get in a car accident. They throw their back out. They get pregnant. They, and then they're like, oh, there's my back. And I didn't know that I could have such pain in my entire adult life. At that moment, they're looking for help. They're looking for someone to guide them through the process of getting their transformational healing. That's you. That's your role. That's your guide. You're the mentor. You you sync up with them. You say, hey, I have the authority and the empathy to be able to help you with your healing. I've helped hundreds of people do this before. I have the credentials here, my stats. I also use chiropractic care and I care about your results. I specialize in whatever that thing is that you figured out. And they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I trust you. They're still scared because now they have to do something that is terrifying. You guys, 
every single day going to a chiropractic office. That's, I mean, literally the job, right? It's one of those things that you cannot do virtually. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. This might be their very first time. Have you, I want you tomorrow to walk into your office with fresh eyes. How does it actually feel? Or is it kind of scary? Is it kind of cold? Is it kind of dry? Does it, do you have to clear out some dust bunnies? Right. How does it, do you think a very, per, a person who has their, their in pain and they're walking in there for the very first time, do they perceive the experience? Most likely there's fear and anxiety there because they're like, you know, people hear crazy stories about, oh, it's my spine. I'm going to be paralyzed and all this ridiculousness, right. right? We all know that that's not going to happen, but that's where their head's at. And your job is to get them through multiple sessions with you, because we all know it doesn't take just one session to be healed. It takes multiple sessions with you to get them the the safety and comfort that they need in their bodies, minds, and spirits to release them back into their ordinary world again, changed and transformed. StoryBrand takes it in a, in a very simplified perspective. You have a character, it's the hero, who has a problem, their back hurts. Then they meet a guide. The guide is you and you help give them a plan to take them to success and help them avoid failure. That's how you get your message really clear because there's a lot of nuance in that. You can do very basic, like their back hurts. I crack their back, do it a couple of times. We work together for four sessions. They're healed, bada bing, bada boom. That's the basic chiropractor script. But how can you adjust that based off of step one, which is your radical authenticity? It could sound like, let's take the whole, you know, where we're the home for your heart and your bones situation, right? Your, your client's back hurts, but they, and that makes them, you know, obviously they feel the pain, but that also makes them nervous because doctors make them uncomfortable. They get white coat syndrome, right? Blood yeah. pressure increases and they feel like it shouldn't be even more scary than the pain they are feeling to go and get the pain fixed, (laughs) right? They shouldn't rather feel the pain and hobble along than go to a chiropractor's office. And then here you come, you're like, I get it. Doctor's offices, no matter what kind of office you're in are terrifying. They are white and they're sterile and I'm very, and you're very uncomfortable here. We take a different approach. We, you know, do all of these things. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You can figure it out. Do all of these things to make you feel at home. And we've been doing this for X number of years. Here's a testimonial. Here's some social proof. Here's the publications I've been featured in. Oh, by the way, this is where I got my education. Let's have your plan. You have a three-step plan. First, you'll come in. You'll be greeted by our client concierge who will offer you a warm beverage and seat you in our comfortable waiting area where you can have your own personal choice of music through your personal set of headphones to help you relax. We recommend coming 15 minutes early as you breathe in the aromatherapy and settle into your chiropractic experience, whatever whatever that is, right? Right, right. Step two, it's usually like you get to work somehow, right? You'll you'll be invited back into our comfortable yet clean and purposefully intentional uh, rooms where you will have your adjustment, where we will make you feel as comfortable and laid back as possible. And by the time you leave, you will be glad that you came because you will be experiencing less pain. And we invite you to come back to have your long-term results. Then you have, you show them what their success looks like. You, you feel better internally, not only about the experience, but externally in your body. And you don't have to hobble around scared of a chiropractor's office. That's how you could use the story brand framework 
to help you move forward. But if, if that's all you got, you're like, well, then what do I do with that? And that's where that third step of getting connected comes in. You then take that message and you translate it to your website, to the phone script when people answer, like, what is that one little thing that people, that your receptionist says when they answer the phone to your social media accounts, to your email marketing, which hopefully you're doing email marketing to keep your clients connected and keep bringing in new clients. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Uncom- I'm sure. Yeah. Uncomfortable <laughs> silence there from the listeners. I, know. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's infusing it so that no matter where people find you, your story is consistent. When, when a client leaves your office, they are, have experienced your embodied story. And when they're giving you those referrals to their friends, it's like, yes, I felt right at home in my heart and in my bones. That was exactly what they said they were going to do. That's what they did. And I'm telling you, that's what you'll feel you should go to them as well. Yeah. I mean, that's genius. That's, that's, that is the story brand process. It's, it's a lot like saying the quiet parts out loud. Yeah. Um, Not making an assumption that people know what the quiet parts are. Cause I think that's where a lot of us run into trouble. They they make those assumptions instead of saying it. Uh, Anyone who's sort of courted a significant other knows that that's usually when they are more successful in that endeavor is when they say the things out loud to make sure that everybody's connected and on the same page. Yep. As well as when you say you're going to do something, you do it, you deliver on what you said you were going to do, all those stars align, and then they have no problem whatsoever of saying, I trust you. Yes. Because you said what you were going to do, you were listening to me, you know what I wanted, and then you did it. I have no problem telling the rest of the world that all about that you. you're the one. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And that's what you have to do. Most people, however, do not. And I already know. I can hear some of y'all's thoughts when you listen to this podcast. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds so contrary maybe, to what we do like, as chiropractors. Maybe you got to lay down the the road work first, but then it gets like a lot easier once it's yep. already laid out. Oh, absolutely. This is not something that you're doing um, and you're having to re- redo every single day. You lay down the road work and you need to be okay with being a little bit different. Chiropractors have long, like you were saying, been vying for the respect from the greater medical community, right? Which I think is ridiculous because I'll see a chiropractor before a regular doctor any day if my back hurts, right? Right. But the res- you can be respected and still be yourself at the same time. I have a totally unrelated story. It's related, but unrelated. So I don't know if you are going to, publish this video or not but i am a black woman with big curly hair what i know (laughs) well i was hoping you would go there first before i went there because (laughs) if the if the bald white guy goes there first we're gonna get a whole bunch of like feedback you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no no i'm going i'm going we're californians anyways we don't care (laughs) i'm shocked that you admitted you i had no idea a black woman with big curly hair but no no, go ahead. I'm just messing. <laughs> so, but, and I used to, I mean, I would just wear my hair, whatever, but I would wear it straight a lot, a lot, a lot, especially if I was doing something where I felt I needed to be quote unquote professional. 
I speak ah, on gotcha. stages yeah, a yeah. lot, right? So I would always straighten my hair to get on stage because I thought that that's how people would perceive me and receive me best. Now, do I like my straight hair? Absolutely. Do I like my curly hair? Because it's like how it grows out of my head. Yes, I do. It's a lot easier too. One day I was speaking, going to speak on a stage. And I didn't have time to go to the hairdresser before I got on the plane. I said, oh, we're just going to do it curly. It's fine. I didn't really think much of it. And I was on stage doing my thing. And then I got off and this other black woman walked up to me and she said, we can do that. And I'm looking around like, like, what, what did I just do? I don't think I did a handstand. I can't do a handstand. So probably not. Um, and she said, we can wear our hair like that. We can look like that here. You know, I was at a big conference. There were several hundred people in the room that I was speaking with. And she's, we can like, like, and everybody still like listened. She was flabbergasted. Everyone still was like listening to you and like, clapping I saw people taking notes like they, they they respected you and I'm like well yeah it's not about what's on my head it's about what's in my head yeah that comes out from that day forward I've never straightened my hair to get on stage one thank god it saves hundreds of dollars and it's a lot easier but two it's because I wanted to be the representation that you can be exactly who you are and be really successful while doing it. Right. Even when other people have another concept in their brain of what professional is, means, looks like. In fact, the more radically authentic I got with myself, I found new uh, re reservoirs of, of, of loving and new reservoirs of knowledge and connection that I had been blocking before because I was spending so much energy and time trying to be like everyone else, trying to mold and mesh into the environment that I was in. I also found that people started booking me more because they, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the black chick with the curly hair. She always wears the pink <laughs> lipstick and everybody cries in her session. She's great, right? I was yeah, standing yeah. out the more I stood in my power. It's not just about being unique. Like I'm not like, I'm going to go dye my hair green just so I can stand out. Nah, right. Right. It's about being uniquely suited for your ideal client. I started getting clients I love more. I started being on stages I love more. I started being on podcasts with people that I love more because I was more of myself. So as you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, oh, that sounds like you want me to like stand out and like separate just a little from the pack. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That is exactly what I'm saying for you to do. And that's the way to become that legend in your industry, to build that big practice, to have your desires and your goals. Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, right? She had a problem. She didn't want her jiggles to jiggle. Really? Yeah, that's, that's what, a, that's what yeah. it was. She built a multi-billion dollar business off of not jiggling. Because she was, she solved a problem. She solved it like nobody else. And she stood in her story when other people were like, oh, how dare you talk about our underwear? How yeah. dare you talk about what, what was our unmentionables? And she's like, girl, you jiggle just like I do. <laughs> Once again, the quiet part out loud. Exactly. Say the <laughs> quiet part out loud and build a billion dollar business, right? So the more that you're able to do that, you'll realize and look around that the legends that you admire have always said the quiet part out loud. They've always kind of taken just a little bit of a different approach yeah. because when you take the same approach as everyone else, no one can tell you apart. And then what are you competing on? Price, your commodity, Money, yep. right? Who can I come to this office visit for $5 less? 
right? And those, I mean, those, and are, the, it's those not are the ridiculous. patients you get, and then you come to the Facebook group and you cry that everybody's crying about five dollars. Yep. You know, I was going to ask you, and I don't have to now because you've obviously answered it in advance. I was going to ask you why Oprah. I oh. mean, besides the obvious, like the obvious skin color, ethnicity stuff, it was just like I was going to ask why Oprah, but I don't think you have to answer that anymore. It's very obvious, and for the people who are not watching video and they just hear the voice, there's like a there's a symbolism with your presentation. You like you you fill up the screen, you know, like literally, yeah. literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's the symbolism, right? Like if people are just listening to your voice, your voice fills up the podcast. You've owned that part, but like the hair, uh, purposely or subconsciously, I don't know. You purposely had your camera specifically set to a place where you like fill up the screen perfectly and take <laughs> up the exact amount of space you need to take up without taking up more and I'm, i imagine not similar not unlike oprah's story at some point you did not fill up the screen oh no not even a little bit so i, I this is what i'm getting from you this is how i look at these i mean i love these podcasts not because i get to talk like i i actually that's a gift because i would not be a talker but the podcast has enabled me to talk about these things that i really care about which is like helping chiropractors see this stuff so they can be authentic to themselves i i've always been like i'm team people like uh, joe rogan i'm team people i'm not team chiropractor i want the right. people to express their best life through this career choice that they've chosen because i think if they do express themselves like you express yourself if they do live and practice at 100% of what they could be it's better for it's the best for all the people out there suffering the people who are patients I mean, Absolutely. that is the ultimate thing that I'm thinking about here. Um, and I know that you do that for your people too. So, and we do, by the way, every Friday, we have a gratitude exercise within our Facebook group and Healthy. people participate. Like what's good, what's good in your life. Yeah. Not always like what's good in business. Like you got five new patients. What's like your dog won the agility contest or, you know, That's you big. had a great <laughs> so hike in the woods. <laughs> You know, whatever. Just what what's good in your life? Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 uh, I've been reading you. I don't You've know if I'm reading. right or not, but I've been reading you. And I'm I'm more well. I, I like I like what you're reading. It works <laughs> out well for me. Well, here's what I want to I want to do. I want you to offer two sort of next steps for the listeners. One would be, um, I'll, I'll, I, once again, I'm contrarian. The cheap ass mofo option. For the cheap ass mofos who, or maybe they're just, they're at a place where they're just getting started on this journey. It's the there real answer. That's a nicer that's way the to real that. answer. <laughs> uh, but it could be either one of those, you know, where can they go to start to understand this journey of expressing their truer self story brand? Obviously the Donald Miller book is a great place to start. Yeah. So where are the options that, where they can start there? And then second, the the penultimate option how can somebody work for you with you how can they get resources from you uh how can they reach out to you to learn more absolutely so for for my first crew of what we'll call you beginners the sojourners yeah the beginners yes <laughs> 
There's a couple of things. Yes, I would recommend going to buy Donald Miller's book, Building a Story Brand. I would also go to businessmadesimple.com. Yes. He has a um, series of courses. I actually teach alongside Donald Miller in his sales course on that platform. And I host some of the courses on there as well. It's all about how to build a business because just because you're really great at your craft does not mean you know how to run a business and you really need to stop beating yourself up for not knowing how to run a business. It, it yeah. does not like when you sign the lease, it's not like the heavens open up and inject your brain with business entrepreneur knowledge. That's not how that works. And even if you think like, oh, I've been a chiropractor for 20 years, I got this. Do you? <laughs> Do you though? Could you be more profitable? Could your people be happier? Could you handle more? I think that those questions all get answered in Business Made Simple. Um, the beautiful thing is it's only why I, why this is for the group one. It's only like 200 something dollars a year. And every time he adds a new course, you don't get charged more. Um, so there's like 10 or 12 of those suckers in there and they're full robust courses that you can with workbooks, et cetera, that you can take away. Another thing that I would recommend is going to flourishmarketing.co slash freebies. We have a freebie page and on the freebie page, I want you to pay attention to two in particular. One is our revamp guide that goes through the three steps that we talked about here on this podcast, especially for my visual learners. You can then read what exactly that you need to do to get that differentiated story. It's free. The second I want you to pay attention to is our recalibration guide. This is a 20 plus page guide that walks you through different techniques that you can use to dive into step one of that getting real. It's about excavating what's no longer working and replenishing it with what you do want to work. The other thing is my last thing for the free, the free folks is right now I'm actually doing it for the second time. I'm finding a lot of value in it. It's Deepak Chopra's free 21 day abundance challenge. You can totally Google that. It'll pop up. It's been repurposed on a whole bunch of other people's sites. It's a, a 21 days of activities and meditations. And the meditations are short, especially, if, and they're guided, especially if you're just getting started that help you open up your mind to greater possibilities and also work through some of the stuff that's holding you back. All of that is the free stuff. Don't say I never gave you nothing. It's free or, or low cost. To work with me one-on-one, -on -one, which I would adore because I love chiropractors um, in more ways than one, I think that you're a godsend, especially because it's like Thursday night, my neck is out. Uh, the only person I think about is Dr. Lydia Alzate, my chiropractor. <laughs> and if she has an opening in the morning, right? <laughs> so you guys are godsend. But... I would love to work with you. Um, and we have two services. The first is that messaging strategy. It's a bioenergetic messaging strategy. So we do step one and step two, which is we help you get real. We help you unearth what's not working. We help you with uh, realigning your energy and then translating that into an empire building uh, marketing blueprint, which is a 30 page guide specific for your business that takes your radical, radically authentic story, puts it in the story brand framework and gives you some copy to get started. After that, you then have the option to move on to step three with us, which is getting connected. So we will write your copy. We'll oh. take your blueprint and do it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because just because you're a chiropractor doesn't mean you're a copywriter. I know. That's right. Chef, right? No, it's very true. So 
in that, that's a year long journey with us. We start off by redoing your website. We have your, your blog post, your social media, your sales funnel with email marketing. So you don't have to look at me blankly again, when I say that you should be doing email marketing (laughs) and we also can tweak it. Some, some of our clients include like, well, I don't want this, but I really need your help with, you know, I have a a salesperson that works for me for five hours a week, trying to get more clients and I need a better sales script. Well, we could write that for you as well. So we're very flexible to get started working with us. Go to flourishmarketing.co slash disco. Cause I call my discovery calls (laughs) disco calls because that's much more fun. Um, and you can, uh, you can, you can set up some time with one of our legend builders who will take your call. Or if you don't remember the disco part, just go to flourishmarketing.co. There's buttons everywhere that say schedule a call. (laughs) That's how you would get to us. That's one of the story brand things as well. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll see our website is very much story branded because we definitely practice what we preach. Yeah, absolutely. We got schedule everywhere on our thing too. Um, to wrap this up. Uh, what was that movie? It was uh, that Mike Myers movie, Wayne's World, right? <laughs> so they're like, we're not worthy. Yeah. We're not worthy. <laughs> Took it back. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you're obviously an expert. You get, I, I want you wherever you go after this podcast is over, which I'm sure you've got other calls and things like that, to understand that you are deeply, deeply, deeply appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. Um, you you have whatever you did to work to get to this point where you're at it shows in your intelligence your subject matter knowledge how you're living in yourself in personality and all that other stuff um i i hope we get to do this again at some point yes that would Um, be awesome we have so many more things to talk about bobby yeah yeah for sure for sure and and i feel like i've made a new friend so hopefully we get to talk again soon and thank you once again very very much uh, you called us. I did. Uh, I did. I wanted to be on this podcast. I was so, like, I, I broke down Bobby's door. I said, let me in. Well, these, these, these folks are awesome. They, they deserve you. They're really good people. And I, I hope they win. Cause like I said, again, the patients win. And um, I hope, I hope some of them have heard what you said and, and know that you are the right person for them as well. So I do hope that we do talk. Well, we're California natives. Maybe we'll bump into each other. You never know. In and out. <laughs> I am there more often than I'd like to admit. In fact, I might do that today. So yes. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Thank you very much. Talk Thank you.